everyone and welcome back to the Literally No Subtext podcast. I'm here for a very exciting interview with my TE Dom housemates. I know we got some TE Doms in the house. Trust me, it took a while to set it up. It is now 940 in uh, in where we live in our house because these TE Doms were really hard to pin down, weren't you guys? <laughs> We managed to make it. Yeah, yeah you did. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so with us today, we have Sarah. She is an ESTJ. Say hello. hello. <laughs> and Marie, who is an ENTJ. Hey, guys. Yeah. So we're really excited to dive in today just to flag Marie and Sarah. Well, Marie, you know quite a bit about MBTI. In fact, you know a lot about MBTI. Sarah. Not so much. Not so much, but that's okay. <laughs> Who knew an ESTJ doesn't have time to sit down and uh, do a deep dive into something. Although that's I huge. did spend like an hour yesterday trying to explain to my sister what type I think she and her husband are. So mm, moving up in go. the world. Do you reckon mm. you are... Uh type them correctly. <laughs> I was like, I guess the whole time I was like, okay, maybe we need to talk to Kristen about this. <laughs> well, you know, you can fly me in sometime. And fly me in. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic. Anyway, to jump straight into it, because this has the capacity to go, this has the potential to go for a very long time, yeah, especially with the NTJ here, who <laughs> will be doing a deep dive. As I was collating these questions, I was like, Maria's going to deep dive, like, want to deep dive into, like, all of nah, these. Sarah's face will put us back in check. <laughs> yeah, she'll be like, guys. <laughs> she'll be, like, essing out. Okay, so what happened here was I got you guys to ask some questions on Instagram for TE Doms, and you all lapped up the opportunity, so I have some really good questions here. I've got about 52 noted down. Probably not going to get through them all, but let's, let's give it a go. You guys ready to go? Yeah, keen. Sounds good. Let's start with some small talk. How was your day? Oh, my sister had a baby last night. <laughs> I don't know if I'm meant to be announcing that to the world yet. I love, I love how I was like, let's just get straight to it. And I was like, let's start small with small talk. talk. And I'm like, what should I small talk about? No. Um, small talk is not a concept I know well. <laughs> okay. So first question to get the ball rolling. What did you give up doing to do this interview? <laughs> I actually saw that one. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and I laughed so much as soon as I saw it because I could literally list like a thousand things. <laughs> but I'm very happy to be here. Mm, it is a huge deal for Sarah to give up her time. Sarah is the one who she'll come home really late at night and she'll basically, I'll, you know, start talking to her and then she very quickly looks at her watch and I'm like, okay, I've got 10 minutes with this girl to talk to her. She's got something else she needs to go and get done. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just always thinking about how many things I could be fitting in at once. Mm. And talking is like you've got to show interest. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> you have to stop to be and fitting take time. in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How about you, Marie? Uh, what did I give up? Um, I don't think I gave up anything because I kind of set this night aside. Oh, God bless you. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if there's there wasn't it was a free night, then I probably would make plans easily. Mm. Do something. Yeah, for I sure. These girls are always busy. Yeah, probably yeah. in the same boat as Marie. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Question two: How do you feel about routines, and do you have any trouble following them? I think routines are good if they, um, for me, if I think maybe because of and I probably, but they're good for me. I think because when they center me or focus me towards a particular goal, if they're routines just for routine's sake. I don't know if I quite enjoy it as much. I do find it a bit restricting, to be honest. Mm. Um, I seem to always be, like, inclined towards starting routines. 
But to be honest, I'm actually not that good at always following them because it just seems like other things come up a lot of the time. Mm. And I try to be flexible. But, like, the Mm. idea of having routines, I like. Um, Like, I feel like I'm always... I think I kind of like the idea of, like, tradition as well. So, like, I guess the two kind of go hand in hand. And I feel Mm. like I'm always trying to think of... Like, in the last few weeks, like, every week I'm, like... I'm going to start this new tradition of, like, Saturday morning, just going to catch up with my dad, go for a walk, get a coffee together, and then I can just, like, settle down in the cafe and do some work for the day. And every week I'm like, it's going to happen this Saturday. <laughs> like, I am keen for that routine. But, I don't Never know, other things get in the way. Up, yeah. Yeah. Oh exactly. So yeah. I don't know how that fits into my I must say I've never noticed that you have a particular routine. I think that's something that's very... People in the MBTI community assume that SJs always love routine. I must say I've never really noticed that you have a very specific routine. But of the two of you, Marie is the one who definitely doesn't have a routine. Yes. Every day of hers looks (laughs) completely different. Very true. It's chaos. Forget the J bit. Are you having FOMO, Fliss? We've got Enjoy we've got it. we've got the ESFP in the back where she belongs. <laughs> <laughs> this ESFP ESFP doesn't belong in the back, though, that's for sure. No, she belongs front and centre. We all know out, it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Fliss chose to be in the back, ladies and gentlemen. Just letting you know, mm. um, I did give her the option. Love you, Fliss. <laughs> okay, next question: Have people called you hard-headed? Or something, or some other synonym of that. Yes. I remember dating somebody and on the first date, he said to me, like, do people often tell you that you're stubborn? (laughs) I was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that's exactly how it came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I didn't respond very well. I mean, look, understandably. I think, yeah. I I was saying these things out loud. Does not sound good. <laughs> uh, I when when you said hard headed, I immediately thought of tough. Mm. I don't know, but anyways, no, yeah, yeah, definitely stubborn. I think stubbornness is a trait of mine, but I don't think people would notice well, both... it on the first date. I think it comes <laughs> yeah, out later. Yeah. You, yeah, it does come <laughs> out later with you. Yeah, oh I think my it's goodness! It's like you have to get to know yeah, me, and then I was friends with like... you for years before I noticed that about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you're both choleric in your temperaments as well. Yeah. yeah. So that probably has something to do with it. I think I've learned yeah. over the years, like, because probably I feel like most of the time my close friendships have been with other cholerics, and some of them maybe, like, at times externally seem to be stronger in certain desires or opinions than me. And, like, I've learned to kind of, like, know what to just give up on and give in to with ease. And then mm. there are other things which I'll kind of hold to be more stubborn yeah you are quite agreeable i must say thank you i think that's interesting because i usually don't have a lot of choleric friends as i think when i grow older i'm more Mm. sure of myself i have more choleric friends but i think i've had a lot of phlegmatic friends when i was younger Interesting. and so i think maybe that's why i'm sort of don't know when Mm. i people meet me at first you got used to dominating which is quite clear now (laughs) yes yeah i mean Uh, we all know who's dominant in this household (laughs) (laughs) that's an interesting question actually do we want to go into household dynamics (laughs) definitely not me (laughs) except with the fruit except with the flies 
I would say Sarah is more dominant in like physical things and how they should be. Mm. I think well, I'm more. You dominant. can be that way sometimes, but you're you. I think you. They're less high stakes for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a bit but more dominant. I expected it to be worse living with an ESTJ. Just full disclosure. That's but you've such been a big so... compliment. <laughs> You've been so agreeable and, like, chill and, like... Oh, my gosh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I've been so wonderfully surprised. At, like, you've helped me to learn. You've helped me to, like, love she ESTJs. She tries so hard. I just when hated I first them all before. I'm joking. Got to get to know you girls. I think it was you, Marie. Like, one of you, somebody, thought that I might have been a flag. I can't remember. Or said that, like, when you first got to know me, you thought I might have been a flag. And that was, like, hmm. the biggest compliment. Yeah, we thought you were an ISFJ. Do you remember that? We yeah, she was that was ISFJ. so funny. And there was, that. you were a little bit like, mm, oh, oh, but I was like, <laughs> I'm right, Marie, I know what I'm talking about. And then Chris and I had a battle. As yeah, well. I'd met, I'd like met you a few times. Oh, I'd like funny. typed you as an ISFJ. Outrageously confident for me. I'm not good at typing ISFJs. Look, we've all changed. We've all grown. <laughs> we've all grown. Look, it's a journey. Exactly. Um, okay, next question. If you enjoy an activity or experience, is it more enjoyable the first time you do it or the second time? First time for me, 100%. Oh, I don't know, actually. I think probably the second time mm. because I know that, like, I'm generally quite kind of... I don't... Until I, like, feel confident doing something, I get stressed about it. Mm. So if it's, like, something new that requires a skill or something like that... And I probably like the anxiety of trying to figure it out the first time, maybe like weighs down a little mm. bit until I'm more, I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm in for, then I can enjoy it a bit it's more. It's definitely S-I-S-E-S-I. Like Essie just loves the thrill of the first time of playing with something. Yeah, I get bored if I Yeah, I'm the same. Essie needs to be like stored away in its familiar framework to make it comfortable before it can enjoy it. Interesting. And even like I think about with traveling and stuff, like, because I've travelled a fair bit and, like, love doing that. But I always am just, like, thinking about places I want to revisit. Like, it's always things I want to go back to. Because mm. it's like I feel like there's you can get so much more out of it once you have that familiarity. Mm. It's not to say that I didn't enjoy the first time, but it's, like, kind of like, do I go to new places or do I just go back to places I've already mm. been? And I'm literally always more. looking to go to the new places. I'm like, <laughs> why don't I go back to the same place? If I go back to the same place, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I would go back for different reasons, though. Mm. Or to meet different people. Mm. Or have different experiences, but it always has to be new for me. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Love it. Gosh. I love how you guys, when you're speaking, I'm like, oh, yes, I love this. This is such a good example of the <laughs> S-E-S-I differences. I'm like, I'm not a classic ESTJ. Wait <laughs> I'm a not a classic ENTJ. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Where do you waste time throughout the day? Oh, gosh. Oh. Where do we start? When am I not wasting time What do you perceive at wasting time, though? Because, like, I've never seen oh. you waste time in it. <laughs> The other day, I went into Sarah's room to just have a little chat with her, and she was, like, in the middle of a task, and she's like, I have a lot to do, and I, like, didn't take the hint, and I kept talking, or, you know, because I perceived she, you know, loves me and wants to talk to me, right? <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, there's just a lot to do. Like, I'd said, may it, the conversation had maybe gone for, like, 40 seconds, and then she was like, yeah, I have a lot to do. Like, even in this conversation, I'm getting stressed about the things I have to do, and I was like, okay, we've said three sentences. <laughs> There's always something on the list to do. Uh, Apologies. No, all good. (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I still waste a lot of time, though. I think, like, when I'm busy, like, then I'm go, go, go. But if I 
if it ends up being an unexpectedly quiet day at work, say, in my mind, I'm like, okay, good, I should use this to get a bit of extra study done on the side. But instead, I'm looking at shoes online <laughs> on my phone in the corner of the common room. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. When I was more immature, like from a younger self, I used to think, like, So sorry, you, you think you're mature? No, I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> Just wanted to uh, clarify. Go on. No, when I was young, in my young, yes. <laughs> in my youth. In my youth. Um, no, I used to see, I used to um, think like, you know, spending time talking in a corridor about feelings and stuff actually was like wasting time. I used to just have my mind on things. But I now I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the priority, the, I think I can... For me, maybe it's the NI again that is dominant. Like, I understand a priority is, like, you know, you spend time, quality time to to bond, to heal, to grow, that kind of thing. So that, to me, is a goal. Mm. And so then it's not wasting time. In that mm. sort of sense, and I can then go, actually, this is valuable. Mm, so 100%. I think that's something that could be a difference between the Yeah, NI yeah. And, so what so. is wasting time to you? I think wasting time is... Well, it depends. Like, it's about prioritising goals. And if goals aren't met, like, I mean, if I'm at work and someone wants to chat for three hours about, like, the latest footy jersey that they got or something, <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get this, this, this done, to me, that's wasting time. How would you time. talk for three hours about a footy jersey? Well, like, <laughs> you're like, mm, that's happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to me recently. Let's say I probably encourage it sometimes, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So. Yeah, on that, though, I guess, like, just moving into this house, I've, like, previously I've not really, like, lived in a house where, like, there was a lot of care to kind of build community in the household and that sort of thing, like, there is here. So I definitely can, I, I guess I agree with what you're saying about um, it's become a goal for you to be, like, there for another person in conversation and that sort of thing. And I definitely feel like that in this house... But outside of that, like, I think about how many times at work I'm on the computer trying to do something and someone just sort of starts, like, meaningless conversation with me. And I'm yeah. like, like, I just will make it clear that I'm not here for that, that I'm just yeah. not interested. Because it's like, I, like, I've got stuff to do and I don't have time to talk about, like, what you're having yeah. for lunch. Not so. an ounce of Effie to be found in this house. <laughs> Let me assure you. Right, Chris? Oh, <laughs> She's gone. She's she gone. lost interest. She's, she's like, lost this is not... No, she's like, this is... In my head, when you guys are talking about wasting time, and I'm like, shit, I've got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, T. Next question. What fundamentally drives you? Hmm. Principles. Theories. Meanings of things. <laughs> I was like... Shoes. Money. <laughs> <laughs> is definitely the more honest one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, that's like such a vague, forward. abstract answer. <laughs> Principles. Yeah, that's, you would perceive that as vague and abstract. I'm like, yep, yeah, makes sense. Okay, interesting. I'm trying to figure out how to answer this question. What mo- motivates you on a day-to-day basis? Um, finishing work on time. I don't know. Like, what would you on say for that question? What drives me on a day-to-day? The yeah. desire to make people feel loved. The desire to be a good example of love. Uh, wanting to be a better person every step of the way. 
D- do you think about all these things on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use FI as my auxiliary function, as my second function. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it consumes my mind and my world. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think you'll be more prone to fitting into a certain just rhythm of being. Mm. That's your SI dominant, perhaps. That's driving your TE. Yeah, I guess so. Like you, you get up, you go to work. You know, you don't think much about it. You just do it. Yes, yeah. true. <laughs> that is me, actually. And I don't think it's necessarily like you have a specific, oh, hello, I have a new motivation for today. Da, da, da. You know, I'm going to get up and work kind of thing. It just seems so subpar. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I remember having a conversation with someone once and they were just like, like, what, like, what do you, what occupies your mind? Like, what do you think about? during the day on a day-to-day basis. And I was like, I don't know, I feel like I just don't have time to think about things on a day-to-day basis. Mm, But, like, (laughs) I guess it makes sense what you say is that I'm kind of more caught up in doing things that Mm. I don't really spend a lot of time thinking. But the other thing is, I guess, yeah, I kind of feel like I do get a bit caught up in a busy lifestyle at times. Like, I miss... When I lived in Adelaide and had a bit more time on my hands, I feel like if there were like there were less social plans, and so I had so much more time just to like go to a cafe by myself and sit there and read a book, and that would stimulate some thinking, I suppose. Do you miss that? <clears throat> I do at the moment because I feel like I just haven't done that for ages. Mm. But at the same time, life just feels so hectic right now that it's kind of like hard to see how I could fit that in. How do you feel about that? very stressed (laughs) (laughs) there's so many like like infs in the in the audience right now whose minds have been blown by the idea that you were like what i haven't thought about these yes well the person i was having this conversation with was an inf so Mm, makes sense makes sense yeah Yeah, there you go would you rather delegate and have people do stuff for you or do it yourself so that you know it's going to be done perfectly your way that is the easiest question for me to answer so far I've definitely noticed this year because like my role at work has changed a little bit and I've gone from being the person doing like all the menial tasks at the bottom to being more of an overseer and like I always did feel like I was pretty efficient when I had that role previously so like I've noticed this year me just even wanting to try and get some of those jobs done myself because I worry that like if I leave it to other people, it'll take too long or we'll never actually get what we need to get done within the day. When you naturally do the latter. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Now that I've heard that, I really appreciate you trusting me as part of the fly extermination team. <laughs> I'm going to pretend it's not actually that you were trusting Marie. I was, was going to say. <laughs> well, this is actually why I was so insistent on getting a pest control. Because... <laughs> they know how to do it properly. either of us, let's be real. <laughs> well... I, because I had already tried, because there was that day that I came home, I cleaned everything in the kitchen, and I sprayed like there was no tomorrow, mm. I swept up all those flies, and it didn't work, they all came back, and I was like, if I've already tried, and it didn't work, I then no one else can else. do it better, <laughs> except the extermination guy. <laughs> Pretty much. So I was blown away when you guys got rid of those Yeah, flies. believe it or not, we are competent uh, it's so in good. some areas. <laughs> 
I mean, Marie, yes, she was the uh, brains behind everything. Yeah. But I was a great sidekick and yeah. I provided entertainment. I've come I to love you moral both support. so much more after like who would have thought the flies have been a blessing to this household? Yes, we... bring back the flies! Yeah, I say we, we we there's something about flies to make an SJ love us. <laughs> <laughs> that was the blessing of oh, the flies. That's so true. Okay, how about yeah. you, Marie? Um, yeah, no, I think when I was again, like when I was younger, I think <laughs> I felt like I used to judge people as incompetent, so I just felt like oh, I would do it myself, you know. But I think something as well is like. Um, Maybe it's the NI again, but like I do really think it's great when people learn to do things themselves, and I like working as a team, like nurturing a team. Mm. So which often always have to delegate, and um, and sometimes it's easy just saying, "Hey, do this," and people learn through their own mistakes. You know, mm. I can do a better job. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> the truth is, both of you can just do a better job. That's been a huge like that's been a huge thing of my friend of my friendship with you is just learning wow. that you can do better. And one thing I love about having two TE good close friends is that when I don't want to do something, like, for instance, when I bought my bed and I was like... Oh, classic! Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't really... Oh, who wants to help me build my bed? Because I really didn't want to do it. And then Marie just jumped to the opportunity and I was like... Oh no, I feel bad. Like you don't yeah, have to that's do this. Right. And then you were like, Kristen, I love doing this. Please. And you were like, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand, but okay. And then Can we, we put on music. Can we just take a moment to um, recall the time that Marie spent literally like a week fixing your old laptop? Yeah. <laughs> it was like 15 Oh my gosh, I forgot old. about oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Marie, Marie gave up so much so of her much own time, time guys. I'm right here. Let's I move would on. never do that though. <laughs> Please, you love this. <laughs> I think what I'm coming to learn from this podcast is that Marie's just like an all round, much more loving person. Oh, no. <laughs> You're loving in your own way. No way. Are you cute? Like they're rare, but they're there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Next question is explain TE in your own words. I, don't I just want to say, like, when you're running with a dominant cognitive function, it's hard to describe because mm. you don't know. It's your it's one that you're natural. using like not, like so much of the time, almost like superfluously compared to other people who use it as second or third or fourth functions. Yeah. Mm. You don't even fathom that there's a different way of being. So mm. it's hard to describe. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm. It's like a drive. Like there's some sort of... It's like the engine, like a turbo. It just gives you a kick and go vroom and it doesn't stop. Like, yeah. You know, but it's action-based. It's in the environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's like almost... an... I was going to say like an organisation system running in my mind that's constantly yeah. going about how my day will manifest. Or like, yeah, it'll like... It's like this thing that's constantly ticking in my mind that'll guide my next move and my next step mm. at all times. It's about... Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that could be an SI thing as well. But it's yeah, the T. It's, um, it's your ability to... Make you, you use, that's what you're using to perceive and store all the data. But like you, the way you're making your decisions is just based on what functionally works to make, to make the data I've gathered applicable on a real world, in a real world basis for Mm. the environment to function around me well. Well, I was going to say, like, I relate, but slightly different in that execution on an external way, but it's like goal driven. Mm. Whereas yours about the structure, so I think that's the SI and I difference. Mm. Whereas I think the TE is more the drive, mm-hmm. the mm. fact that we want to execute whatever's going and immediately support. and like straight yeah, away, yeah, kind of efficiency, and effectively do it immediately. Um, externalizing thoughts as well, I think thought patterns and logic. Mm. It's like 
it's without any FE disclaimers. That's right. A <laughs> equals B, B equals C, therefore A is C. Oh, I love it. No yeah. questions, period. That kind mm. of. And then some TI is like, but what about all these subcategories? And you're like, not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it relates to the yeah, goal. Exactly. Or the structure. Yeah, legit. <laughs> okay. Do you feel as organized as other people think you are? 100% no. Also, no. I went to my sister's house the other day and her fridge was like perfectly stocked and because she's just had a baby so she was showing me around the nursery and she opened up the drawers and like she'd had this container special container that she bought that she put inside a drawer that she'd taken all of the nappies out of the bag and placed in a certain way in the container and I was just looking at it like if I went to the supermarket and bought nappies like there is nothing that could compel me to take them out of the bag and put them in another <laughs> container inside a drawer yeah, it'd just be tears. in the bag on the floor oh and then like <clears throat> me and my sister were talking about Myers-Briggs stuff and like I was explaining that I'm an ESTJ and I think she's an ISTJ and she was just shocked at how I could be an ESTJ if I don't value organization in the same way that she does. And now mm. I don't know. I'm confused because yeah, I she... don't care about organization in those ways. Well, because TE is first. You, you're you like, why would I put the nappies in a different container when it gets the goal done faster and saves more time if I just <laughs> so leave them true. in the box and just get them out of there? Yeah. Yes, that so is She what might I be using thinking. SI first. I think instead of thinking it's TE's organization, I think it's more about efficiency. Yeah. I think that's a confusing thing. It's, it's in the real world. It's it's happening in the yeah. real world. It's getting What's, things done fast. Are ISTJs not as efficient as ESTJs? Well, they're not using the TE function first. They're actually judging person function first so the yeah. si comes first okay this mm. makes a lot of sense yeah right yeah. yeah okay oh what about you marie oh yeah uh oh what, what sorry what's the question <laughs> i forgot what the question <laughs> me too are people as or as do you feel as organized as other people think you are oh no i 100 no 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 no, no. yeah well, i think i i don't know about marie being organized i mean <laughs> you are in like your i'm good i find i'm very good at organizing others when oh, it comes to really myself, you I think I just feel like my life's a chaos because I take on too mm. much. No, oh, you really um, do. Yeah. Unless there's like a. Full... But you work like you make it work. Yeah. I'll make it work exactly. Mm-hmm. But I know, and I know everything is. So I think it's not necessarily the T doesn't manifest necessarily in organization, but it's about like really just knowing or T supported with an I. There's a pattern to things. So if mm. my table, for example, is chaotic, like I've got things everywhere, I know where everything is. So mm. I know, oh, I put that diary underneath that pile of green books or something, mm. you know. Um, whereas, but then so when it goes to efficiency, it's like the quickest way of, you know, thinking A to B mm. or doing A to B. Mm. So, But yeah, I don't think I'm very organised with myself, I guess. You, know, you are with things that matter, like with work. But again, that's yeah. the environment. That's not yourself. That's like the systems that you've got in place at work, you make them function. It's external. Yeah, I am good at I am good at that. But external um, to yourself. I think yeah, that's right. It's yeah. about what's priority here, you know. Yeah, um, which is very TE, so next question, what's something you'd like to improve in yourself or about yourself? I would actually like to be able to adhere to the routines more. Because it's like I seem to value having them or creating them and I can see the good that they would do in my life. I just can't seem to stick to them. Like, I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> I can't tell you how many, like, weeks I've been, like, from this Monday, this routine starts. And then, like, four weeks later, it's a different one. And have I stuck, not even on the Monday, do I stick to the routine? Like, 
it's gone before Monday even starts. Yeah. So, really but funny. in so many avenues of my life, like to wake up and be able to exercise or even like mm. wake up and start my day with prayer specifically. Mm. Like how many times have I said I'm going to do these things and then mm. it's like, yeah, 4 p.m. And I'm like, where did that prayer time go that was meant to happen when I first woke up? Yeah, I was looking at shoes instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was wasting time. That's probably the thing for me, just to actually adhere to routines more. Yeah. I think for me it's a bit like of a mixed answer. I think of I was going to yeah. I was going to say I think what the first thing that came to mind was like I'd like to be more present. I think just sort of enact my essay or be in touch with my essay more because I find when I'm more present and enjoyable I catch more important things that I'd miss, you know, when I think tend to be on this control train and think that I know what I'm doing and just going full steam ahead, you know. So I think that's but at the same time, I like to be more disciplined as well. So I think I find when I'm enjoying the present moment more, like for example, I was dancing just now, and I think that really helped me to just like an hour out, just really enjoy the present, but at the same time, it gave me more motivation to being disciplined in certain areas, like mm. fitness or, you know, my daily life or certain <coughs> habits and stuff. Yeah. So probably Great. a bit of both, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love how quick you come up with answers. I feel like if there was Marie a TI... comes up with really good answers quickly. <laughs> no, it's very complex answers all the time. It's never so cool. That's for sure. When something gets messed up at work or things don't go according to plan, how does that affect you? We all just looked at Zara. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. That was fun. Neat. Um... <laughs> I was going to say it was both. I was like, I'm going to be nice. It's so funny. My work can get quite stressful. Like, often it does get quite chaotic and things aren't going to plan. I am pretty good. Like, I usually do really try and tell myself, like, at the end of the day, I can only do what I can do sort of thing. Because honestly, like, if you don't have that mindset, you you will lose it. And, mm. like, it is stressful because, you know, mm. I work in a hospital, things are chaotic. There's a lot of pressure on you. And you feel the pressure of, like other people like patients deteriorating you feel that pressure on you sometimes but like that's really catastrophic if you can't Mm. remind yourself that you can actually only do what you can do and if things are failing it's not because you're failing but it's like failure of the system yeah (laughs) Yeah. so I I try and console myself with that a lot but that being said I definitely still let the pressure get to me at times and like Mm. I can get... I've had to go back and apologise to people at work later because I feel like I've sort of lost my cool. Not that I've gotten angry, but it's like I've showed that I haven't been able to be as in control or maybe I've said something in a way that, like, I'm a bit cold towards them because mm. I'm frustrated sort mm. of thing. So I definitely have, like, I can lose my cool at times as well. Yeah. Mm. Good on you for doing that introspection and being so honest and, like, being like, yeah, it's okay that, you know, things go wrong sometime. <clears throat> That's fine. Lol at me with the FI, jumping in, like, good on you for doing this. <laughs> yeah, so you. encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Can you read the question again? Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Attention to detail. Where is it? When something gets messed up at work or things don't go according to plan, how does that affect you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think when things don't go according to plan, I think I'm used to it. That sounds really condescending. But what I'm going to say is I always see things not go to plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, you foresee them. Yeah. And so I think it's not like I'm comfortable ever in anything. I think some I'd like to be two or three steps ahead, so prepare. But if I'm not, what I usually do is I 
take like a moment to just recollect and go, okay, if we can't do anything now, what's the best thing to do in the moment? Problem solve. And and I, I get a bit of a kick out of, out of problem solving in the moment too as well because it's exciting and mm. new as well. Mm. Um, but I'm kind of fortunate in my current work because my boss is actually an ENTJ. Oh, how and, good. Um, we had an incident the other weekend where I, I didn't have enough time to print out a certain yeah, number of um, documents and whatnot, which he needed for the weekend. And he was sending me messages during the weekend, like, are these documents ready? And he called me and I, I sort of had a little bit of a freak out moment. And I was like, ah. And then he's like, that's okay. Just give me a call when you've found a solution. Um, I'll give you a couple of minutes and put the phone down. And I was like, oh, good. Um, and I immediately knew that he understood the way I process things mm, because yeah. he's an ENTJ. And I, was I like, love that. Okay. That would freak out and so many people. And immediately I was like, what's the best thing to do? And I, I loved it. And I came back and I was like, hey, um, da, 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 I've got all these plans. What are your thoughts? Da, da, da. And it just felt great. Like, mm. So I think, um, yeah, it's a bit yeah, of both awesome. things. So. Gosh, I must say you guys are so healthy with your approach to work and relationships. The FI! I'm like, more, more validation here. Let's do some. I'm okay yeah. with that. Can yeah. we turn the rest of the podcast into validation? <laughs> I Meanwhile, I'm like, um, how do I answer this? Yeah. I feel so like on the spot yeah. like exposed. Yeah. I just want validation. Yeah, no, go for it. You guys are doing great, just FYI. What is it like living with two ESFPs? Oh, chaotic. <laughs> No, you can no, never rely it. on them to take the bins out. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Self-confessed. That is true. It's happened like two or three times. No, but. it's very lots of fun. Yeah. Lots and lots of fun. Like I probably, I've known you for the longest and live with you for the longest. So like, and you guys are so different that sometimes it's even hard to fathom that you're both ESFPs. I think you guys are very, well, for me at least, um, you guys are very good at bringing, bringing us or bringing me in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I really value that because then that just really like sets a mood sometimes. Mm. You're also good at picking moods up. I remember there was one night where like someone had been, we'd had a plan to invite someone over and someone pulled out and then there was one person left and we were like, oh, let's still have them over. And then I was like, I joked that we could make it a party. Mm-hmm. And then there happened to be another SE in the house, an ISTP. And he was like, yeah, why don't why don't you just have a party? And this is the night of. Oh, that's right. And then and then we two ESFPs were like, why don't we just make it a party? <laughs> and so the the TEs were like, oh, this this this, how we make it happen. But then as soon as they were on board, they're like, let's do it, let's make it happen. And we got a party together in four hours. We ended up yes. with fifty people plus at our house. And it was one of the best. Oh, parties, it was such a good apparently. party. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it was very funny. I yeah. was struggling to join that party because I was like, I have to study. <laughs> But after, like, after yes. a few people arrived, I'd put the books away. And Literally. Then I was, like, Did you even get the books out in the first place? <laughs> Sarah was like, no, seriously, guys, I'm not joining the party. I have to study. And I was saying to everyone, like, she will join the party. I and lo and behold, lo and behold yeah, she joined. As soon as I said someone came in, I recall, I was like, okay, it's a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much noise outside. Yeah. I've enjoyed having another pee in the house, mm. for sure. It's It's been nice walking around and seeing a mess somewhere and... Being like, oh, that wasn't me. I can actually say <laughs> that there's someone else who probably did that. <laughs> I think you guys have, because SE is your dominant function, but you don't have functions that is different. Well, for me, at least, you don't have to functions that are different from me. So when you get excited about something, 
or inspire me to be present about something. It's a train that I can actually follow and be drawn in. With, mm. And that's why it picks me up really yeah. quickly. So with the whole party thing, you guys were like, who cares? Let's have a party. Whereas Sarah and I were thinking about all the logistics and yeah. what could go wrong and we didn't have enough time to plan and all of this. I was like, let and go then... of the plan. It doesn't have to be this perfect party. Exactly. Just people come over and all around we the needed to do was like, okay, or for me at least, to do was like, okay, some things need to click in place. And then I started picking up the train and it just Yeah, went, and it was boom, such boom, a good boom. party. Yeah. yeah, you're good at joining so. the moment. I feel like Marie laughs with us. Sarah laughs at us. <laughs> <laughs> what am I laughing at you? I just tell how much of an idiot I am a lot of the time. Ah, true. <laughs> <laughs> now on the head. Yeah, love it. But back on to living with an ESFP, I feel like, I don't know if this is specifically an ESFP thing. I think it would be. But, like, I've just noticed that you are always up for a chat and, mm. like, ready to unpack anything and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, that's true. Especially because I work from home, I'm like, people have arrived! Yeah. Be with me! But, like, you're always there, ready to be supportive and or just to, like, be an ear, but also quite often to be supportive. Like, you love to support mm. and, like, empower other people. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of, like, helped me to learn a lot and shown me like some good ways to try and be more compassionate so that's been Aww. one last thing cute sarah mm. cute <laughs> love you love you too um where's your compliment Marie? um later <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't deign to give a compliment <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> Not on a podcast where people can hear me being nice. <laughs> Not at all. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the quintessential NTJ. <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, okay, next question. Is being TE just a scapegoat for running away from your feelings? Regards a concerned ENFJ. Ah, possibly. I thought about that a lot, actually. Like, I remember... I feel like you and I, Kristen, were both sort of going through like some stuff having a bit of a rough time oh yeah end of last year end of last year we absolutely were but i remember Mm. like you were really focused on letting yourself feel the feelings processing dealing with all of that and like yeah just sitting with what was going on Whereas I was <laughs> like, making plans okay, today shopping. I'm going to this new cafe. Tomorrow I'm going to that cafe. Well, like, today like, I'm doing my Christmas shopping. I'm going to buy presents for this person, this person, this person. I'm just like there, like tear-stained face. And I remember you being like to me, like, how are you so okay, Sarah? Like, mm-hmm. you're going through stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. how are you How are you out doing all this stuff? Right. Like, you really wanted to be out doing stuff too. And in my head I was just like... Am I missing something? Like, is this bad? <laughs> Should I be feeling more? <laughs> like, I was feeling things, but I did genuinely ask myself multiple times, like, am I just suppressing? Like, am I stopping myself from doing the processing that I need to do? So I don't know. I mean, like, I, I have sort of concluded that obviously we just go about things in different ways mm. to an extent, but it has made me think, like, yeah. It's a really, really good example of the different orders of the functions. Like my FI hits immediate, my feeling function hits immediately. Yours mm. takes a while to update, and yeah. that's fine. Doesn't mean you handled it poorer than I did. Here we are. We're both, you know, nailing alive. life. <laughs> <laughs> You're like alive. I'm like nailing life. <laughs> we also did fist bumps. We, we did fist bump, guys. It was cute. 
Do you want uh, a fist bump too, Moon? No, thank you. I'm happy. I would not deign to fist bump on a podcast where people can hear me. Okay, well, let's do take three, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, following on from that, I think, like, Sarah and I have talked actually about this quite a bit, and I don't think it's like, um, we don't, I think, intentionally avoid our feelings. So I think we don't use TE. Like, like I think scapegoat kind of maybe kind of assumes that we probably go, oh, this is a reason not to feel. Um, I think we're just not so much in touch with it. And I think when we do feel it does very much kind of exhaust, or at least for me, exhausts me Mm. and overwhelms you. And like when I'm feeling, I think a lot of my thinking functions and the way I naturally operate kind of switches off. And so then what happens is I don't really find that I could do the things I'm natural at doing. Mm. And so therefore my, if I'm not doing things, the goals for the day, for example, then I feel like my day hasn't been properly completed. So there's a sense of satisfaction, I think, with just being in a TE mode. Maybe perhaps like you being in an FI mode if you never felt, for example, that mm. sort of thing. Um, yeah, gosh. So I rough. think it's, yeah, so I think what then happens is that we then don't access our feelings as much or as easily. Um, and if we do, we need to take time out for a week or something, you know, mm. because it's just very overwhelming. Can I just say, like, Marie was such an MVP, at in in the end at the end of last year when Sarah and I were both you know going through the rough stuff, and I every day went into Marie's room and wanted to unpack my feelings, <laughs> and like you were so loving and oh, you were so good. kind and oh, you just let me talk it out. You validated too. my feelings every time, and then after you validated them, you got to like the more logical stuff, and then I was able to like listen to you but it was like every day for like a month and you I know that must have been so hard for you but you were just like well there for me I don't think it's I I find it easier actually to help the feelings of others Mm. again maybe it's because of the NI goal driven it's like I want to be there to you know it's it's I want that person to be a better version of that person so they have to go through their feeling process yeah kind of like they have to go through their doing process Mm. but um I think for me feeling my feelings is another story Mm, um and I think also the other thing as well is with a TE dominant FI bottom I have to really I think it's the same as you as well probably correct me if I'm wrong but like I feel like we have to be in a really safe place to then allow ourselves to oh yeah for sure or maybe that's more me it's definitely the case with you I don't know. Maybe not you. Okay. I was literally just sitting here thinking, I was like, like, I thought we are in the same no, This is not. so deep. I'm not good at analysing all of these things. I thought we had a great conversation in Mudgy Once Upon a Time. No, no, no. We did. We did. We did. I think uh, I just lost you somewhere there. Yeah, it went to it. Two and I. It was two and I for Sarah. And then I could feel oh, the questions to me coming. And I'm like, crap, what are we talking about? I'm like yeah. second guessing. Oh, we're we talking too much. Yeah. Oh gosh, Legit, I love it. Is it better for a leader to be feared or respected? Respected, definitely Respect. respected. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that is a balance for me. Like that's hard because, yeah, like obviously, like I, I definitely think that to be respected is more important in the mm. sense that, like, just respected in in the sense that people actually think you're doing a good job and, like, would like to emulate some of those characteristics, like, if they were leaders too sort of thing. 
Um, or you're a good role model. Yeah, um, not because like I feel that I you know deserve or want the respect or anything like that. But yeah. at the same time, because efficiency is so important to me, like it does make it hard to stop and invest the time in the people that I'm leading, like in my team. Mm. And so like it definitely doesn't come naturally to me to end up sort of being somebody who probably would like end up having that relationship with their team. I'm not explaining this. I'm not explaining <laughs> no, this no, well no, at no, all. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so mm. poorly worded. No, no, that makes sense. That's, that's interesting. I think, I think for me, again, maybe goes back to the priorities, you know, but like I, and maybe it's the SE versus SI, but I enjoy being a leader of certain things. And then I like to lead in such a way that I can trust the team to take it on. When mm. I leave, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. And so maybe that's the whole SEO, like a new experience, leading mm. something new, you know. Yeah. That's what I don't know. Um, so I think with that obviously comes, like, respect and sitting. Like, I don't want to be the only leader, if that makes sense. I want to, like, mm. try and get, nurture other leaders. Yeah. Potential yeah, yeah. leaders for the future. Yeah, definitely. So, which is a reason for why respect would make sense. Yeah, it yeah. sense, but. I mean, I wouldn't have expected any of you to answer feared. What would it take to make you do nothing for 15 minutes? <laughs> have you ever done nothing in your life? Does thinking count as... No. Yes, that would kill you. Nothing? Are you kidding me? If thinking counted... But why like, would what? anybody do nothing? You would, then, you would then do nothing for five hours at a time. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was going to say that's counted. problem. <laughs> but why would anybody ever do nothing for 15 minutes? I mean, like, maybe you're... <laughs> Sitting for um, it, waiting for a INFPs, bus. INFPs, INTPs, how you doing? And the bus gets <laughs> delayed and then you're like, oh, this is 15 minutes so I'm going to have to sit here doing nothing. <laughs> and like, you don't have a phone. the only or... time that I can like <sighs> think that I've sat somewhere doing nothing for 15 minutes. But Like I guess, you know, um, in between tasks, you're trying to like, oh, I could do this, I could do that, but you just sort of do nothing instead. I don't know. I can't kind of I guess either. I do do that maybe, yeah. Like, sometimes you just... But I feel like you're still... You're figuring yeah, you're out what you're going to do next. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, am I going to brush my teeth or am I going to... What gonna... would it take to get you to sit on the couch for 15 minutes without your phone, without a book, without a person, and just be? No thinking. Like, no deep thinking. You're only allowed... There's, like, thought police. They monitor your thoughts. So what would it take? Being in the novel 1984 by George Orwell... I don't mean to be extreme, but I'm honestly sitting here like there is no way I would ever do that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm maybe like I would, I would want to think about something. Like I would want to meditate. I would want to pray. But mm. to just sit there and think, like to think about nothing. Well, to like look be... out into the garden and be like, that's like okay, okay, just... that I could do. That yeah. I could do because okay. it would be like you're mm. you're acknowledging something beautiful. And, like, there's a purpose to it still. Mm. There's got to be some kind yeah, of purpose. Yeah, but that's not nothing. That's still... There's always something. This person who asked this question got us into, like, a... Oh, gosh. Rabbit yeah. hole. But I don't think that anybody would ever literally just sit around doing absolutely nothing for the purpose of doing nothing. It would not be, for like... purpose, but they'd find themselves... Kind of... There are types who would find themselves doing nothing. Haven't you ever had those days where you're like, oh, what? I just wasted an hour kind of doing nothing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that's doing nothing. I think if, you're, if you really, really... <laughs> that's doing what we're nothing, talking about. We're talking about doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're saying thinking as well. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think even if you switched off my thought brain, I guess, my brains, I think there's a sense of just seeing is still doing something, you know, using your senses, <clears throat> like seeing, appreci- 
and you appreciate you take in things. I, mm. think. I guess a good way yeah. to look at it is like, I don't know, maybe you're really busy with work and someone would tell you like, you know what, you can have tomorrow off. There'd be some people who might look at tomorrow and be like, yes, a whole day where I can just do nothing. I've got the day off work. Mm. Other people would look at it you. and say, ah, a whole day that I can organize everything. <laughs> registering my car, going to the bank. Like, you, that's so you. Paying all the fines yeah. that are overdue. Listeners um, of all the housemates, Sarah is the one who is home the least. So, yeah, I would never want to do what nothing because there's always so many other things that need to be done. And knowing that I have, like, extra space or time in my life, I would be excited because it would be time where I could do things, yeah. not do nothing. Oh, I'm the same. I'm very much the same. I wonder if this yeah. is a TE thing. Because yeah. I can't remember the last time. When I had COVID, I did nothing. Like, I sat watching Netflix, which to me is kind of like doing nothing. And I was just, I'm just after three days, I was like, I, this is this is a personal brand of hell. Mm. <laughs> See, COVID was such a busy week for me. I did so much in that week. (laughs) From home, of course. I was like within the house. Say that. (laughs) In my bedroom. Yeah, you did a lot when you had COVID. Yeah. I came out into the room. You had papers everywhere. You were like printing. (laughs) Yes, I did do some printing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I would look like I would do nothing on the outside, but I think I'd be doing a lot inside. So Mm. that's deep. It's more of an end thing. That's so deep. Things yeah. Is different. Yeah. I want to be deep like you. Oh, it's just spring. I want to be an N, guys. I've always oh wanted gosh. to be an N. You are not helping the community with the S stereotypes. <laughs> All of the NT's heads just blew up a bit. <laughs> Mine definitely did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. What's a pet peeve of yours? Like a, maybe the biggest pet peeve that you can uh, think of. Where he's like, I can't I just know, steal it down to one. I know exactly one. Oh, good, good. Inauthenticity. Oh, yeah. Fair. Again, that's so deep. <laughs> it's so deep. <laughs> you were going to say fruit flies. Whatever <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was going to say, something like a lot more superficial than that. Shocking. Um, I don't know. Can we come back to that one? We probably won't. But let's just go <laughs> with we, we probably don't know. have a billion. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of grammatical errors. <laughs> that's obviously the first thing that comes to yeah, mind. Grammatical errors are annoying. Yeah. 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 But I make a lot of them too. I was going to say, your text <laughs> messages. Woo! Probably the ones where people say could of and would of instead of would have or would have, yeah. like apostrophe V-E. Mm. Like, it's not good of. It's... <laughs> Why? It bothers me so much. How do you find when people go lol or ruffle? Oh, no, I do lol all the time. Yeah. So In no judgment. I'm a big loller. Ruffle, I haven't heard since like, like a MSN yeah, 2007. <laughs> yeah. Or RN instead of right now. I do that. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. That's bad. What does a good vacation look like to you? Mm. Great question. Again, getting your car serviced, going to the bank. <laughs> it's all very uh, ST. <laughs> this is yeah. like the concept of leisure, even, is such an interesting thing. Like, because it's so, I think it's so different for different mm, people, like yeah. different personalities. But I really struggle with the idea of, like, taking a holiday. You know, some people go, like, so classic, like, vacation to Bali. Mm. And the idea is just to, like, lie on the beach and do nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, so indulgent to me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been on a cruise? No. Okay, you would hate a cruise. See, There's no, nothing productive to be done there. Yeah. The novelty <laughs> of a cruise excites me. But again, like, I just don't think it really fits in with my idea of, like, what's your holiday. I've never gone on a holiday to just, like, chill out. Like, it's always been, like, a lot of my holidays have been, like, kind of pilgrimage-focused or... you ever gone, like, an Airbnb, <clears throat> night away, jacuzzi? 
drinks, spa time. We girlfriends. maybe with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, kind of wind. We've talked about that. planning that. So yeah, yeah. True. I hope you're on board. Yeah, no, no. I guess I have done that. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking more like a bigger holiday then. Like yeah. a holiday you'd possibly take, say you had two weeks off, and you're like, "Oh, what do I do with these two weeks?" Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If it's the if it's the other stuff, then it's like I'm driven by socializing. So if it's like just chilling with friends, and we, and it's mm. that, and it's pretty like low key, and we're just relaxing, then I would justify that because it's like, well, it's a social plan, and I'm very extroverted, and I, I'd have the FOMO if I didn't end up going. Yeah. But I guess if it's like I've got time to plan a holiday, what am I gonna do? doesn't look like flying on the beach <laughs> well you're going away I'm yeah sorry, you're going to mm. old mate. would you count that you're as a holiday going to old mate <laughs> sorry that's a holiday yeah but like my motivations are well i'm actually trying to plan a study holiday at the moment <laughs> so i'm going to malta <laughs> because so all of my extended family live there so it'll be like an easy setting for me to just stay with the rallies and like get a bit of study done and not be too distracted. Yeah, right. But, yeah, it probably doesn't count as much. Lol, as soon as she says study holiday, I immediately thought of myself, oh, okay, going to Europe is a study holiday because you're going to learn history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Learn star. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, to me, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I would never go on a study holiday. What kind of nonsense is that? Uh, but what about you, Marie? Um, I think, like, if I've had a very stressful work life, I'd see a holiday as I, I would need downtime. So I would deliberately take downtime. So it could be like go and spend a week at like a retreat house with girlfriends and, you know, have just chill with books and a bit mm. more leisurely stuff. But if I think if I had more energy, I would definitely go like overseas and, you know, follow a history trail or mm. just find something new that I want oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. I'd um, love to go on a pilgrimage. Take oh, lessons in something. Yeah. Like plane flying or something, you know. That's yeah, classic. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, enthusiasm in your voice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. <laughs> How often are you looking at other people and feeling like they're incompetent or being inefficient? You should see their faces right now, everyone. <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to answer this question out loud on a podcast that like anybody can be listening to. It'll get too specific and too harsh. Yeah, I've seen Sarah just like there, there'll be a few times where I'm doing some. I've I found some weird EP way to do something in the kitchen that's a bit you know um, countercultural. <laughs> Really? A bit, you know, out of the blue. I've kind of just improvised with whatever I've been given. And then I'm just chatting. And then I look over at Sarah and she's just eyeing me. No, (laughs) surely not. I've done it a few times. I don't think you know that you're doing it. Bonnie used to do it all the time. Bonnie was our ISTJ housemate. Yeah. Who doesn't live with us anymore, but she would do it all the time. Self-confessed. And it's not like a judgmental way. It's just you take interest in these weird new ways that I choose to do things. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's a very nice way of you saying it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never felt like you've looked at me this way. I feel like you're very good at loving me for who I am. I genuinely think, like, I've gotten a lot better at not telling, or, like, not, like, accepting (laughs) (laughs) accepting that other people do things their own way, obviously. Like, obviously, that's such a basic rule. Mm. But, like, it is actually hard as an ESTJ. Like, Mm. it's something you have to learn and overcome. Because you do have a tendency to think that, like, your way of doing things is the right. only right yeah. way. Marie's but like, it's not. a thousand ways. <laughs> and I'm well aware of that now. Well, I think I would probably find people, not, not necessarily incompetency in doing things, but rather 
in oh, well individual a bit thought simplistic. <laughs> oh, of course it is. I'm just an ass. I could After resist. All. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit. No, no um, thinking of the ways in which I feel I am incompetent, like. I've I've not got the thinking stuff down pat, but the doing stuff I can do. Oh, you're good at doing. Yeah, no, I don't think I um I think it's more when people say, oh, I am brilliant at doing this or thinking this or doing this job, and then they just terrible. Mm. Then that's what probably go- I just look at them and go like, you're so incompetent, you're so. That's such you know, a good point. Um, I and that I just find that inauthenticity too. Yeah. Yeah, so. the inauthenticity. So true. Which comes back to like pride, I guess. But you know, everything comes back to pride, especially for you, Marie. Exactly. And <laughs> no, I but... see the vice of others. Most of what I should find in myself. <laughs> That's Marie, like everyone. Marie was saying that like seeing that pride in others is what bothers her. Is that right? Like when somebody else comes when across they claim, saying yeah. they're so competent, and then. They were wrong. actually can't it's more the get claim. the job done. Like, if they can't get the job pride. done and you admit it, that I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't, like, that's understandable. Mm. Like, mm. I have respect for you, actually, being honest. Yeah, totally. But um, it's when they come in and say, oh, I'm this, 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 and then they're clearly not this, this, this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's actually yeah. a real peeve of mine. He's like, yeah, he's oh, my pet peeve. Oh, we found it. We found a pet peeve. <laughs> like, people who start talking about stuff confidently, but they actually don't know what they're talking about. Because yeah. oh. I just feel oh. like... Contribute a lot oh, in conversation. Yeah, like, legit. If there's a deep conversation going, I'll often be listening and not contributing. Mm. That's because like I'll never start talking about something that I don't that I'm not confident about. Yeah. The people just start like blurting out stuff, and I'm like, here I am being the quiet one because I think I don't know enough about that topic. But I know you're wrong right yes. now. <laughs> that is it's like actually oh, that is gosh, so true. That bothers, that, me. that bothers me a lot. Still won't say anything though. Yeah, because mm. I think as well like words are important and words are meant to convey meaning. And I think if you throw out a lot of words that are meaningless, then I'm just then that goes to me. Okay, how well have you really thought that concept, or mm. how deep are you on that? Like understanding yeah. that or. You know, you just think yourself much more intelligent than you are, and then mm, you know, that's mm. that's what kind of irks me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cringe when that happens. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. <laughs> Gosh, it's so interesting how different we are. Like, I haven't, I don't pick up on stuff like that. I'm really? like, oh, you seem really passionate about what you're talking about. This is great. This is a great experience. <laughs> Again, so validating and encouraging. <laughs> I'll be sitting next to you if that was happening, being like, shut up, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> next question. How do you feel about the ETJ stereotype of being the most evil slash bossy? I think this is why, well, I don't know. I'm better with the four temperaments as opposed to Myers-Briggs, but like, I'm an ESTJ, also a choleric. I think the two pretty much go hand in hand. Like, you can't have an ESTJ who's not a choleric. You can maybe have a choleric who's not an ESTJ. But um, you can definitely well, yeah, have a choleric, a choleric who's yeah. not an ESTJ. <laughs> yeah. but, but, like, I think that's why so many, I want to say cholerics, but probably also ESTJs, think for so long that they're not or, like, run away from that label. <laughs> Um, because there is a real stereotype out there that we're the worst people. Mm. But, um, honestly, like, there's a lot of good about us too. Oh, for sure. And I think you've just got to embrace it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, once you're aware of the stereotype, like, that's what's actually going to help you to overcome some of those weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I know I have controlling tendencies. This is a fact. (laughs) I'm well aware now. And I can't (laughs) overcome the controlling tendencies if you're in denial about them. Exactly. And, like, 
Like, I have actually had people tell me that they think I'm a flag or they're, like, super surprised. Yeah, I was, I'm yeah, I was surprised that I got to know you. I'm like, that's got to mean something, right? Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yes, I think if we, if we, like, at our core, we can be controlling and like look down upon others at times because we but think everyone this is the thing everyone in their own way looks down on people everyone True. does it it's just that you because you use te and extroverted judging function first it like comes out really like obviously when you know that there's a different way that something should be done yeah. should be done it's all about those shoulds right yeah. so you get the bad rap because you come out with your first function that's an extroverted judging function really obviously and it's not the f function so it's not soft it's like quite to the point and blunt so you get the bad rap it's like yeah. But that's why Myers Briggs is so good. It's about getting to know like everyone. ESTJs are the best. Well, not the mm. best type, but they like <laughs> there's not the best type in my eyes. But they're so good. Like my brother's an ESTJ as well. Whereas if you have such warm hearts, here we go back with the F. Such warm hearts and like you're so capable. And I, I, another good friend of mine is also an ESTJ. And you just have such a heart for serving others. And it doesn't like come out all feelsy with the FQs all the time. But, like, when you really get to know who you actually are, you're so authentic and true. Mm. And you love people mm. so much. And the people you love, you'll do anything for them. And I think this ESTJs is so nice. are one of the most chill people. Yeah. To be honest, I find ESTJs, <clears throat> probably because I'm an ENTJ. Oh, yeah. But you are really? very chill because you don't get very hard and fast and stuck up on, like, um, certain ways of talking or, or being yeah. that, being mm, uh, emotion, it, yeah. emotional in a particular, or communicating in a certain way. Like, you're just very, like... Hey, do this. I'm not fast to you. Don't hurt my. Like it's easy to banter. It's easy mm. to like you know. I think in the workplace you. is where so. you'd see it the most. But when you're in social set- settings, you're like so much fun. You just go with the fun. You can oh, yeah. you can make good jokes. You can make you're making things happen. You're taking care of people. It's the best. I have a few ESTJ friends as well, and they're kind of like I mean just Monica. The most chill Monica people. from Friends, like so lovable. ESTJ, right? True, true love Monica. But she really embraces her ES her <laughs> TE. Like definitely. Yeah. Anyway, how about you, Marie? I feel oh. like I feel like the ESTJ has the bossy stereotype. The ENTJ has the evil stereotype. <laughs> ah, interesting. I didn't yeah, know well, that. that's actually really funny because um, I just want to bring in, but like I think one of the MBTI YouTubers I found the most interesting explaining the ENTJ is C.S. Joseph, and he's kind of saying he was kind of saying how like ENTJs really think the worst of themselves too. So I think they do think themselves as really evil, and I think to a point like I think that's one of maybe our biggest insecure or mine sometimes mm. um you actually be- think yourself as evil yeah because i think that's the ni complexity oh, like wow. we um. we come across as um we can see our te and and how it manifests to other people and it could hurt other people so we pull it back because we're sensitive to certain patterns um but yet we also are very good at knowing how to manipulate and because we we're prone to manipulate, I think, because we're very good at analysing and we like to be two steps ahead and that sort of mm. thing. And so when if you're really sort of being, you know, reflective and critical, I think sometimes you can start to think, oh, I am actually very evil. Like, mm. I'm, I'm manipulative. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm always controlling every facet. Like, I am that evil strat- strategy maker, mm. you know. Um, so, but I think, I think there's um, a lot of, I'm starting to realise, like, all the virtues and values that, and the ENTJ has as well. Mm. And I think um, evil is just an action. Uh, sorry, e- doing evil things is an action. And so I can use my my MBTI to do evil things 
or to do good things and in good things it'll be a case of like mm. you know being being sensitive to foresight mm. um providing insight into situ- mm. situations and that sort of thing um, yeah so i think yeah I, I i mean everyone will always judge everyone unless you know them yeah, yeah. so i think to a certain point we could Maybe also we, as ENTJs, they say is the quintessential leader types. Mm. So if they are the ones that, like maybe the more extroverted types, an ESFP mm. for sure, an entertainer, um, the spotlight's shone on them. So when the spotlight's shone on them, there's always more to critique of them mm. too in certain points. Mm. Um, and also, I think, <laughs> classic NI, going on and on and on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Sorry, I was messed out. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes glazed over. No, I'm listening. No. Um, but I think also with the ENTJ is... Um, oh. You lost it. I lost <laughs> it. This happens all the time. Oh goodness. Oh my it's gosh. So you break the ni pattern, yeah. and I forget it. What was I saying? The dive. The um. When you're evil, <laughs> evil is in action. MBTI helps. Oh, helps insight. Um, <laughs> I've lost it, guys. I need. To- <laughs> I need to come back. Oh. To it. I feel um, like I feel like ENTJ. What was the last thing I said? I completely forgotten. Yeah, we'll see. I think back. I distracted everyone because I moved, and then Chrissy <laughs> gave me a look, <laughs> I smiled at and you. I was like, "I'm being really fidgety, and you can probably hear this." <laughs> I feel like ENTJs, and I thought this sometimes because I know I know quite a few. I feel like it's it's its own cross. It's its own very particular cross to be an ENTJ because mm. you can see things, you can see big picture ideas. You're mm. also so like every ENTJ I know is so competent and so good at so many things. Mm. Has all these talents and all of these different visions that they can and cannot you know can could or could not chase and then you know it can sometimes cause them to be stifled or to be stagnant Mm. and then you know they have to check well which vision do I chase there's so many but I'm competent at all of them which one do I do I feel like if there were a pearly gates situation it'd be like (laughs) lighting up the pearly gates you know after death in heaven and like St. Peter's at the gates and it's like okay yep this regular line here ENTJ handicap line over here yep they got a specifically hard personality to work with so they get in before else. I was gonna say ETJs are not simple. No. They're not simple. Oh no. Like INFJs though. Yeah. Like surely they get their own line. Comments. Don't be ready. Oh my goodness. Well, I said everyone could get their own line then. Like uh, yeah that's true. That's very yeah, true. Gosh. I think lots of ends would probably get a lot because of their world's internal. <laughs> Their own line. But I, um, I was going to say, <laughs> going back. Yeah, heresy. Like... <laughs> it was your oh concept. Gosh, no, I know. <laughs> Just to confirm, this was a joke. We don't believe in lining up those lines in heaven. <laughs> no, no, no. Kristen really believes in lining oh, up. Yeah. No, come on. Come on. Um, I beat I... the front of the line, guys. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. She'll be entertaining others all along the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was going to go back and I was going to say, um, I think another thing as well, is that ENTJs struggle revealing what they really think to others, um, what they really process, and then and so what they externalize to others, they don't necessarily is not necessarily what's going on internally. Um, so they're a little bit more of a close book, I guess, perhaps. And there's a lot of layers, like you have to peel the onion to sort of mm. get to know an ENTJ's yeah, way sure. of thinking. So I think that's why someone who look at an ENTJ from afar and don't really know them, um, I think they can really come across... It's very easy to judge an ENTJ, I think. Mm, mm. So. If you've judged an ENTJ you've just met, I'm just going to go ahead and say it plainly, you're just wrong. 
You don't know them. Well, you Stop could be right. You, know you could be right, but just get to know them. <laughs> yeah. It's actually Same so everyone. true. Yeah. yeah. Because, Same. like, even just with Marie, like, I think of, like, the first sort of impressions I had of you from, like, my brief encounters with you. And now, like, it's like you're a completely different, different person. That's from what a that. lot of people say. Now yeah. that I actually know you. A I think there's, if there was a spectrum of, like, yeah. what you see is what you get versus, like, you really have to dive deep to see who this person mm. really is mm. you know not to be neg- not that either side of the scale is particularly negative but mm. i've often said that esfps would be more on the what you see is what you get side because we wear our hearts on our sleeves mm. entjs mm. would be on like the other side Definitely. with was, some other types of course but. yeah and i was thinking the other day as well it's like i think why entjs get the very um stereotypical ceo type of roles is because i think when you're in a workplace especially when you're in a sort of a system that needs a sort of um, a real sort of leader who is very detached to the work, detached enough that they can, you know, healthily delegate, healthily oversee the whole thing and, and knows, like, who needs to do what without getting too emotionally involved. Mm. I think they're really good at that because of... I think it adds to it because of the fact that what they have really and what they can give to the outside world is different mm. sometimes. So Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. You've clearly touched on something that neither Sarah or I could relate to. We've just looked at each other like, what comment yeah, are you going to add? Because I've got nothing. <laughs> I saw your eyes glaze over. 100%. <laughs> wow. 100%. You're so intuitive for yeah. an ESFP. <laughs> she notices a lot of the details. <laughs> what does it take for you to slow down and reflect on your feelings? That's something that I have to make a conscious effort to do. Like, it's not something that would just, it wouldn't just happen naturally. Like, mm. I would actually have to pause in my day and be like, okay, there's a lot going on right now. I'm likely to have some kind of emotional response. Like, I need to figure out what it is and put some time into it. I wouldn't just, like, know what I'm feeling, like, instantly or anything like mm. that. Mm. I would really need to sort of sit down and nut it out. Like, I think, like, I can tell if I'm leaning towards, like, if I'm starting to feel down about things. And then I guess that's when I would sit down and think about my feelings. Mm, nice. Good answer. I don't know what else. I also love how that was the longest pause we've had on the podcast so far after I asked that question. Classic. Yeah. What does it take for you to slow down and reflect on your feelings, Marie? Um, well, first of all, I've got to know that I've got feelings about something. Mm. <laughs> I think that's it takes my a couple of weeks. Step. Yeah. I think, um, and then once I know that I'm, I'm really emotionally struck by something, then I would... Um, I would actively go, okay, I need to feel this. So um, it wouldn't take much for me to slow down. I would like put active measures in place to order my world so that mm. I could really just process it. Mm. Like put good friends around me or like mm. go talk to someone I trust or take a day off work or something, you know, mm. and go, go for a drive in the mountains or something. Oh, I love that. Um, but I have to f- know that I've got feelings first yeah. and that's not something that's normal to me. So yeah. I, I think also I've noticed as well is that because my world is very and I interior and patterns based, so I often get inspired or, or my feelings get sort of inspired or get a kickstart, I guess, it, when I see patterns come up much later in periods. Mm. So like I could be, you know, go through something tragic, like a breakup or something, and then, you know, I go through the grieving period and then I would very quickly, like, pick myself up and live life, but I have a lot of feelings I hadn't yet, like, processed, processed you know? Yeah. And then, then I'd see maybe, for example, a colour that happened to be the favourite colour of that person 
or something, a pattern that just follows and it brings to the surface mm. all these mm. feelings. So then yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I can very... relate to that so much. Mm. Yeah. I think like, yeah, I mean, what we are talking about earlier about um, whether uh, TE uh, is actually like a scapegoat for running away from our feelings. Mm. Like, yeah, I think often it's hard to even know what my feelings are in the first instance mm. and it's not until later when something like will trigger sort of an emotion will arise there and that's when you're like okay I actually do have more processing to mm. do yeah. that I wasn't intentionally running away from to start with yeah, but there's still way. stuff there that that's there that needs to be worked yeah. through and it just looks different like mm. the timeline of that 100%. for me versus somebody who yes yeah if we have thing. if we use an f function as our preference we are going to be feeling it extremely and immediately mm. like it just it just can't be helped um mm. yeah. yeah I had uh, Marie and I had like I've joked a few times when I first started living with Marie like something would happen it could be just something small and I would be like okay Marie feels in my head I'd be like Marie clearly feels this type of way about this thing yeah. so I'd say a little comment to her like oh are you okay and she'd be like yeah I'm fine of course but in my head I was like you're you not you okay. feel this way. Mm. And then I would see in your body language and the way that you were sort of going about your day, yeah. I would see, I would be able to tell. And then if I tried to check in, you'd be like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. And then weeks later, she'd be like, it'd all come out in like a random moment. Yes, I got fine. What happened once we were watching Hamilton and oh I, we were having such the best time and then Marie just disappeared because oh, yeah. a feeling hit. Yeah. And, um, and then I went in, I was like, oh, how are you? And it was legitimately, it was... Just watching Eliza in Hamilton yeah, look oh. at Alexander Hamilton and say something in a particular way with a particular tone, and that tone that got you. reminded me of yeah. whatever that yeah. made me upset. And then you're like, yeah, I'm feeling this way, Kristen. And I'm like, I know. I, know. <laughs> I knew a month ago. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew a month ago. Yeah. But, I mean, that was when we first started living yeah. together. You are like, yeah, I feel like you're much better... Well, not much better necessarily at recognising the feeling, but mm. if I bring something up, you actually are, are much better at, like... Processing. Not that I do it Not that I do it a lot. I'm not like, Marie, just to let you know you're feeling this way. <laughs> but sometimes you're like, oh, like, how are you? And then you might be like, oh, how, mu- how am I? Like, you'll actually take that question to dive deep a bit, mm. which is great. Yeah. Mm. I think that comes with trust, too. I think yeah. the whole trust thing, like, peeling back the onions. Mm. The, sorry, the layer of the onions. Mm. You know, it's obviously mm. getting to know and, like, growing in friendship. Like, mm. we definitely... There's an element of trust, and I know mm-hmm. when you go, you're feeling something, because in the past, you know, that's what mm. um, I've definitely, like, you've been spot on in those mm. circumstances, mm. so. I've also had moments like that with you, Sarah, but mm. you are, it's interesting, but I feel like you have a very personal and private way of dealing with your feelings. Yeah, probably too. I Sometimes it comes out, definitely has come out at times with mm. you girls. I've probably been the most vulnerable around you girls yeah, than I have yeah. with anybody. For sure. Ever. Um, I've been amazed at how you come forward and like you're honest and you've clearly done some thinking. This is something we're thinking about, but do you find maybe it's T top and F I bottom? It's what has also made me trust you and the other ASFP in the house as well is not necessarily just because you're good at spotting it. Um, actually, it's not because you're good at spotting it, but it's more because you are good at bringing it out and externalizing yeah. it and being present to it and you know processing it and that to me is not natural to me and i'm assuming it's for us so it's more inspirational definitely and because mm-hmm. we're a person who we don't we value efficiency so efficiency in word so people who are all about like da 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 
but not doing da 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 or like mm. you got feelings but they're not looking after their feelings then mm. that's the inauthenticity but when we see someone being really authentic and yes being very real mm. about their feelings and you're you know as an ESFP you'll you'll be very in touch with your feelings and very honest with your feelings very open with your feelings mm. that I think that's inspiring more to us and that inspiration really just goes oh Mm. I want to feel more and like it trusts us mm. with you mm. and brings yeah. it out. Yeah. It's a safer space for and us. And actually, to feel. like, and I love that we have that trust because I've noticed in both of you how mature you are when talking about your feelings and how much introspection you've actually done in emotional regulation. Mm. Like, even if we have any kind of disagreements in the house, it never ele- escalates. You know, there might be, there's maybe been one or two passive aggressive comments. <laughs> We're all thinking yeah. about the flies. <laughs> Trauma. No. <laughs> not just, not, yeah, me. But I came back go and apologised. No, I was thinking the time I was like, oh, you're going to go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to leave us to do this? Kristen yeah. likes to bring things up. Oh, yeah. It's my favourite thing. If there's a wound that hasn't been healed, let's bring it <laughs> bring to the, the surface. surface. Yeah, right. 100%. So, yeah, ENTJs and ESTJs, if you're listening, just take that as inspiration to just really sort of find that group of people I guess or that person that you can trust and you know Mm. really any advice to ENTJs ESTJs bottom FI users about how to handle their feelings I often feel like I get to a point where I'm like I know I'm overwhelmed like I know there's something going on like I know I'm not in the best frame of mind but I don't like it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what's going on or where to start and for me I always find like when I'm like that, I just need to go somewhere quiet and write. And it's mm. like, sometimes I'll set aside like hours just to figure out how I'm feeling. But I need to do that because it doesn't come naturally to me. Mm. Like I don't know how I'm feeling otherwise. Mm. Um, or it might even be like days of just sort of mulling things over, which is very disruptive to my <laughs> busy lifestyle. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, once I think I know how I'm feeling... I would often even feel still, like, uncertain and want validation from somebody trustworthy, like, Mm. you know, sort of gone to speak with a therapist in the past or, like, a priest for Mm. spiritual guidance and that sort of thing. Or, obviously, like, Mm. your girls, friends Mm. that you trust. But I think, yeah, it's probably a good way to start is, like, writing. Yeah, that's really good advice. When you do go to someone, like your friends or a psychologist or a priest... What is it that you're... Do you need someone to sort of validate that, that you know, how you're feeling is logically sound or how you're feeling is the right per- perception of the situation? What is it you're looking for? Validation um, foremost? Yeah, probably probably more logically sound. And, um, yeah, like, I guess... I don't want to waste time getting caught up in, like feelings that aren't going to help me <laughs> it's not productive <laughs> productive feelings only <laughs> I know, that's a hard question well yeah. i have noticed though and both for you and for myself is that what really does help us in accepting and acknowledging how we feel about things is just allowing ourselves to process it externally mm. and i think because we have this i guess judgmental thing of like efficiency and like you know don't talk too much that that doesn't mean much you know it's a waste of time I think we tend to do the same thing to ourselves yeah but I think like Mm. finding yourself a safe space 
like, you know, whether it's a friendship group or the psychologist or whatever, where they go, it's okay for you to talk out your feelings. Mm. And I find when we talk out our feelings... You can't actualize. Yeah, and with someone who is also you trust, not someone who's just like, oh, I'm feeling because you're feeling. Like, that doesn't do anything. I think that's Mm. what kind of makes us go, oh, this would be redundant. But, like, I think someone who's like... Why are you feeling that? Like, mm-hmm. what? Are you, what's the thought process? Like, why? What, you know, there's reasons. And if we allow ourselves to sort of engage in that reasoning, then I think it's a little bit... If we come to conclusions about why we're feeling things mm-hmm. and externalising it helps. You're trying to build that NI pattern. Do you resonate, Sarah, with... Yeah, yeah, totally. I think probably, yeah, what I was getting at maybe more so with, like, wanting to speak to somebody about how I'm feeling, it's probably, like, you know, obviously... I think rationality is still important in your feelings, obviously, because there's a tendency that maybe I start feeling insecure about certain things and Mm. that's actually my anxiety speaking. Mm. And so, like, in those instances, it's helpful to have an objective person who can be like, well, no, that's not quite right there and, like, you know, I don't know, does that make sense? Mm, (laughs) Like, I'm getting expressions from you and you're not following. Yeah, no, no, no. I've noticed (laughs) when, like, I... When I consult TEs versus F dominance either f or fis but i noticed that when with f's they often just want to feel um emotionally validated Mm. so you you know you're crying with them Mm. or you you're being there emotionally Mm -hmm. whereas te as well but you also i think like i think when you conclude resolve the conversation with an answer to why they're doing it they walk away happier Mm. yeah they walk away going oh okay and if if you can point out to them that their feelings may be disproportionate to certain rationale Mm. then they i find they find it easier to actually Mm. oh there's no point feeling that yeah and then it validates them validates what they're thinking or worried about because sometimes Mm. they even feeling emotional not necessarily because they're feeling emotional but just because they're worried that they're not thinking the right thing or Mm. the emotions disproportionate and so i think then they can walk away go ah actually wasn't that bad or okay that makes sense why i'm feeling that or like mm, you know as totally women, i'm mm. you know i'm this time of the month or whatever you know i found so. whenever when consoling both of you that that is absolutely that absolutely rings true but also there's an element of like you do still have to start by some form of validation to let that person know that their feeling is safe to exist in that space yeah absolutely and to come yeah. out but yeah. you guys absolutely go like, I've noticed with you, if I start to talk logically and, like, explain how it's rational for you to feel this way and mm-hmm. where this could go or couldn't go, whatever whatever the situation is, you pep up really quickly. Mm. <laughs> and you can you can get out of your your feelings much quicker than, like, an FI dom. You yeah. know, you get out of them very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Mm. Absolutely. And on the flip side, I would say I would quite struggle when I can see that somebody's feelings are irrational, I find it hard to val- to validate them. Mm. And that's definitely something that I know I need to work on more. Mm. And if it's something really, really deep, like say a loved member in your family died, no words are necessary. Mm. So it's just being there yeah just physically being there just physically being there, oh I look guess. we've we've turned this into validating people's feelings this is exactly where i wanted to go with this whoops i forgot the podcast is led by an fi dominant <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yep led you there with my se um okay well we'll probably wrap up soon one more question do you see yourself in Kristen's depictions of your personalities in my skits do you find them accurate or exaggerated 
Look, I'm not going to lie. I find them pretty exaggerated. <laughs> but an ESTJ is easy to exaggerate. Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, I can always pick the ESTJ. I can always... Like, I'm not very good at picking the different personalities in your videos, but I can always pick the ESTJ. Well, it's quite easy because I'm, like, looking at the camera like this and I'm, like... <laughs> I'm bossy but I'm always like I would never do that yeah. that's how I console myself yeah, actually yeah. 100% I, I know Marie like has said so many times like you're missing so much nuance yeah. and I'm like I'm sorry I have to go by stereotypes <laughs> but I like to think with some of the more the scripts that I've meditated on more and actually tried to portray the nuance then it's like mm. more accurate but those ones that it's like bam type 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 they're always just stereotypical otherwise mm. you can't there's no comedic value or differentiation between the types, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do like where your skits have a storyline. I think that's, you can always portray a little bit more of sort of character nuance, difference, mm. nuance, use the word nuance yeah, again. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I was literally going to, I was thinking, the first thing that came to my head was like, yes, exaggerated. But then the second thing that came to my head was like, no, simplistic. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so. I've... I've actually, it's funny because I've actually, especially with you, Marie, like the interaction skits, I've actually taken direct dialogues you and I have had and put yeah, them in there. I've acted funny. out exact things that Marie has said How sometimes. Funny. I love it. I love living with TE doms. Have you done that with me? Um, <laughs> I think I got confirmation about some things, like through the eyes of the mm. ESTJ when I did that one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I um, thought of you and I actually ran some of the things by you and we discussed it a bit and I got some True. ideas. Yeah. Cute. I also got actually my ESTJ brother helped me with that whole script mm. as well so but we love Cute. Kristen skits oh yeah oh, absolutely. and everyone should watch as them. in oh yeah you guys are like two of my biggest supporters for sure <laughs> like not oh yeah we do love my skits <laughs> um i do want to ask this last one this is second bonus question how do you find living with each other and being around each other like opinions of the fellow te good very, very good very good yeah very like freeing mm. Very, it, it makes me relax more. Yeah, I feel like I I think you've said this about me before, Marie, and yeah. I just felt exactly the same about you, is that I feel like I'm the least, I'm the furthest from ever having to tread on eggshells around your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I feel like I'm treading on eggshells around other people's feelings at all, Yeah. but I've just been so... God, I've been a bit scarred from like feeling like I've got to tread around other people's feelings and tread mm. on eggshells around same. other people's feelings in the past. Yeah, that it's just such a comfort and a relief mm. to know that that's not something I have to worry about with yeah. you. And that I can just be myself, mm. which is blunt sometimes. Mm. And you won't take any offense mm. to it. I actually love it. Because you, yeah, mm. <laughs> you like see the realness in it. Yeah, it makes like, me validate, okay, I can be that too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel, oh, it's so good. I love it. I can argue um, right now. Um, but also, I think like, because you're in ST, you have SI and I have NI, so I think your TE, um, I, it makes me relax when I know there's someone who's a little bit more, like, TE about physical things in the house. Because mm. it goes, okay, it's it's things that are on other people's mind. I don't feel like I have to take all the responsibility, and that's something I tend to do a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, yeah, and, like, I like supporting, I like supporting the... ESTJ. We've talked about one of the blessings about living in the house is having four TE users, even though um, we ESFPs use it lower in the stack, is that I I must say I also really love me trying to jump in this cute moment that you had. (laughs) I also really love not having to walk around eggshells. about you. (laughs) You have F in your (laughs) stack. 
No, I super appreciate it because when I'm in a TE mm. mode, and that happens a lot when I have a hectic work day and I like need mm. to film, yeah. I'm just like, girls, I need you like out of my space. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, like it's so great. I don't have to worry, but I still do worry sometimes. But then I'm yeah. getting away. But like, you don't have to worry. Yeah, it's so good, and we can just be upfront and like I can be like the dishwasher. Yeah, that's <laughs> so my weirdly specific things that I have issue with uncharacteristically. Uh, like, yeah. And I don't think it's very much... I think people might think TEs is a competition. I think, like, it's very... um, It's actually refreshing but also really insightful when you live with other TEs because I think living... I've lived in a house with a lot of FEs before and love FEs, beautiful people, but um, I think I, I sort of catered myself to sort of live like an FE or to mm. to learn to communicate with, you know, like an FE and... I think at times then that means I held a lot of myself back when it would probably been been better for me to just sort of mm. um, have it on display. And then when I have it on display, I can look at it and go, oh, whoa, I am not that great at this or mm. I am not that great at this. Mm. And then, then I would go and fix them. Mm. So I think having like, it's such a novelty, like living with other TEs when like we're all blunt together, but our band is also very fun <laughs> yep. and uplifting. We make yeah. fun of... We've done it in this podcast. We've said some pretty brutal things to each other <laughs> in this episode. That's right. Um, yeah, and then... But we're also not too worried. Like, if it does really hurt our feelings or something, we're not afraid to, like, Oh, yeah, say I love it, that as know? well. So, yeah, we, 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 we're honest yeah. if, if any of us is, like, if we've taken things too far, which has happened so rarely. Yeah. Like, uh, we've never really hurt each other. And if we have, we always quick to apologise. Which, again, like, Myers-Briggs only takes you so far there's a certain point where virtue has to just mm. overtake everything so. that's right exactly yeah. i'm sorry about you west guys and they said we had i had pride <laughs> <laughs> marie just did a hair flick um, <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that you guys have discussed this i'm glad i asked that question because there's i think uh, some of the questions were like they how do they live with each other it's like no like these women quite you, pleasantly yeah, yeah. you love each other and it's beautiful um yeah and i think sorry no classic and i <laughs> Um, I've just finished it with. Um, I think it's the <laughs> take it away, Marie. <laughs> so right, like, guys, we're ending now. Have a bedtime. <laughs> Literally, I can read you. Go on. Um, I think T is about efficiency. Oh my gosh, I was gonna say before, but I was waiting for it to come up again. <laughs> just on a side note, I wish that we'd like started this whole podcast with being like, and every time somebody says the word efficiency, take a drink. <laughs> and then I love that we just ended with efficiency. <laughs> I will take another drink. But sorry to interrupt. Back to you, um, no, I think it's efficiency, and I think it's about capability as well. And so I think the reason we feel like we want to step up and do things is because we f- we judge others not to be as capable sometimes, you know, mm. in our worse moments. But I think like having other TEs in the house, knowing that they are their priorities is about capability. It kind of makes well for me it makes it more relaxing. Yeah, that's but true. I would say yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So. I think I would feel especially when stuff like the fly infestation mm. comes up in our house, or like things like we'll be moving house soon, like these sorts yeah. of things. If I did, if I didn't, if I didn't have another like T user in the house with me, 
Again, it's like what you were saying before. I feel like I'd be stressed about how we actually as a household going to get this stuff done. Like it's four girls moving house into a three-bedroom house. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a lot of logistics that we've got to sort through. We're all busy. So it's like knowing that I can rely on you. Someone has 50,000 books. Yeah, Marie. Marie has 50,000 books, just if that wasn't clear. Um, I remember one time we organised a party. This was another party and I wasn't able to contribute to to organising it. And these girls were both literally just because I was going through something I needed to go to the chapel and pray and you guys were just both like well Marie was like <laughs> just because you went home not because you weren't also agreeing with this Marie was like just go like go pray you need that and and don't worry we'll take care of it and I was able to leave and be like they actually mean that they actually mm. love setting up parties yeah and then I came back like an hour later and you'd put up fairy lights you'd like redone the furniture oh, you'd made it we so great yeah so decorating. and I remember Amazing. Kristen all week kept on being like there's a lot of preparation guys like yeah. I just I don't know if and, we're up to it. And, and I'm Marie like, and I were both like, what are you no, talking about? Like, no. It'll be fine. Yeah, we've got this. We've got this. <laughs> and that for me, for the move that's coming up, we're moving house in two weeks. I'm like so much more chill because I'm like, these girls, not only are they going to help me, but like they get energy from this kind of thing. Like, well, we also get energy from each other yeah, being yeah. on top of mm, it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so. I'm excited. It should be fun. And I'll provide the tunes and the banter and the jokes. Exactly. That's what I'm good for. Maybe the only thing. Jokes. <laughs> and your pretty face. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> I have to compliment at least once. Yeah, in gosh. It's true. I'm going to um, record that and put it as my ringtone. Um, <laughs> record, yeah, it's recorded. Holy moly. <laughs> recorded <not>. forever. <laughs> Anyway, okay, guys, it is 11 p.m. This was long. You guys both said to me at the beginning, like, oh, we're, we're so tired. And I, as, like, probably a means of, like, in case you didn't, like, chirp up. And I was like, please, you're absolutely going to chirp up and be energized <laughs> for this podcast. You did well. I'm so glad that I got to have you on. We're probably going to do another episode at some point because we enjoyed this. How was mm. this for you girls? Yeah, great. Fun. Yeah. It was it's introspective too. Yeah. Which you love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah was sitting down for probably too long. Um, so <laughs> so she's like, itching I need to, to go down. Like fidgeting so much. <laughs> I know, I've noticed. I literally have been thinking I should have given her like a ball of some description to like play with. True. Like, or like silly putties. Why didn't you think Squishy? about that? Oh, I should have. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we're going to go. Thank you so much, girls, for being on the podcast. It was Thank an you, absolute Kristen. pleasure. Love fun. you both. And I'm, I'm hoping that the audience are... Uh, got something awesome out of this which i think they did yay Mm. thanks so much no worries bye night what an awesome interview that was we had a lot of fun as i'm sure you can tell thank you for listening guys if you like this episode please consider following the podcast i'm hopefully going to do more interviews like this in the future and the girls are definitely keen to come back if i can pin them down at some point if you're on a podcast platform that allows ratings i'd really appreciate it if you could drop us a rating and if you're interested in checking out more mbti content please head over to my youtube channel dear Kristen, or my instagram page dear.kristin that's k-r-i-s-t-i-n if you'd like to see some of my favorite comments from YouTube and if you'd like to participate in my type trend polls. So thanks again, guys. And until next time, have a wonderful day.